Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can take your listening further and support our work by becoming a member. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, members-only bonus content, an invitation to join the DSR Network Slack community, a members-only newsletter, and members-only blog posts. For the month of February, take 10% off the regular membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy code daily. Thank you. It's February 23rd, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Al Jazeera is reporting that yesterday, Mexican lawmakers voted 72 to 50 in favor of the controversial overhaul of the body overseeing the country's elections. Opponents immediately said they will challenge the changes in the Supreme Court. Protests are planned in multiple cities on Sunday. The changes will cut the budget of the National Electoral Institute, call staff, close offices, and limit its supervisory and sanctioning powers. President Lopez Obrador, who backed the initiative, had already worried some observers by frequently attacking the judiciary and concentrating enormous power in the hands of the military, raising questions about his respect for the country's democratic institutions. An Israeli military operation in the West Bank city of Nablus left 10 people dead on Wednesday, according to officials in the region. Deutsche Welle is reporting that the Israel Defense Forces said its goal was to detain Palestinian militants tied to shootings in the West Bank. A faction of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad group said two of its commanders were surrounded by Israeli forces in the operation. The Palestinian Islamic Jihad is designated as a terrorist organization by Israel as well as the United States, European Union, and several other countries. The Israeli military said it circled the building where the militants were hiding. A shootout ensued after the militants did not surrender to the Israeli authorities. When one of the militants tried to flee the building, he was shot and killed, an IDF spokesman said. The military then fired missiles at the house, leaving it in ruins and killing the other two men. There were no Israeli casualties. The Palestinian health ministry said 10 people were killed in the raid, including a 72-year-old man and a 16-year-old boy. The Ramallah-based health ministry said over 100 people were injured in the Israeli raid. The BBC is reporting that Russian mercenary boss Yevgeny Prigozhin has posted an image of his dead troops in Ukraine, blaming army chiefs for their deaths and urging ordinary Russians to help his group. Prigozhin had already launched into a tirade on Tuesday, accusing the offense minister and chief of staff of trying to destroy his Wagner mercenaries by depriving them of ammunition. 
such direct opposition within the military to equipping his fighters amounted to treason, he said. The raw power struggle at the heart of Russia's war in Ukraine has prompted commentators to speculate whether Prigozhin is being squeezed out by General Gerasimov, who recently was put in charge of the campaign. Elsewhere, Politico is reporting that an off-duty police officer is in the hospital in critical condition after being shot several times at close range Wednesday night as he coached a youth football practice on the outskirts of the northern Irish town of Oma. No group claimed responsibility, but politicians from all sides agreed that one of the small IRA splinter groups still active in the UK region must be to blame. The last time any of the IRA factions killed a Northern Ireland police officer was in 2011, again in Oma, also the scene of the deadliest attack of them all, when a real IRA car bomb killed 29 people in 1998 in hopes of wrecking that year's Good Friday peace accord. With the Stormont Parliamentary Building shuttered amid Brexit fallout, Politicians from all sides briefly spoke with one voice on social media to condemn the officer's attackers. Those responsible for such horror must be brought to justice, said Britain's Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, Chris Heaton-Harris, who has been in the Post only since September. Reuters reports that Argentina's ruling Peronist coalition was dealt a blow yesterday when four of its senators announced their departure, weakening the government's sway in the Senate just eight months before high-stakes general elections. The current social, economic, and political context that we are going through generates new realities and demands, the senators said in a joint statement, announcing they would form a new political bloc of their own. The departures from Fernandez's coalition left it with 31 seats in the 72-seat Senate. The Peronists were badly beaten in the 2001 congressional elections, which showed the conservative opposition well ahead in popular support. Fernandez has said he wants to seek re-election. Argentina will hold presidential and legislative elections in October. According to the AP, The death toll from the massive earthquake that hit parts of Turkey and Syria on February 6th continues to rise as more bodies are retrieved from the rubble of demolished buildings. Turkish Interior Minister Suleyman Soylu has raised the number of fatalities in Turkey from the magnitude 7.8 earthquake to 43,556. The combined death toll in Turkey and Syria now stands at 47,244. In an interview with state broadcaster TRT late on Wednesday, Soylu said teams were sifting through two buildings in the hard-hit Hatay province in search of further bodies. Search operations elsewhere have come to an end, he said. Meanwhile, at least 164,000 buildings have either collapsed or are so damaged that they need to be demolished said Murat Kurum, Turkey's Minister for the Environment and Urbanization. Kenya's The Nation is reporting that the outgoing CEO of South Africa's beleaguered state-owned power utility, who was due to leave the company next month, 
has left with immediate effect, ESCOM said yesterday, amid a worsening energy crisis. Andre de Reuter, who took over as CEO in 2020, resigned in December but was due to vacate office at the end of March to give ESCOM time to find a successor. But the firm's board resolved yesterday that he will not be required to serve the balance of his notice period and will be released from his position with immediate effect, a company statement said. The shock announcement came just hours after De Reuter gave an interview with local ENCA television where he expressed doubts about the political will in government to end endemic graft at the power utility. De Reuter has said he suffered an attempted poisoning in December shortly after he tendered his resignation. He told local officials that he drank coffee laced with cyanide. A police investigation remains ongoing. In lighter news from the UPI, a pair of North Carolina newlyweds and members of their wedding party have a memorable story to tell after they had to be rescued from a hotel elevator. Panav and Victoria Ja said they were celebrating after their Saturday ceremony when their elevator at the Grand Bohemian Hotel in Charlotte stopped between floors. The Charlotte Fire Department responded to the scene and soon discovered the situation was different from their usual elevator rescue calls. The firefighters lowered a rope from the next floor up and had to rescue the bride, groom, and wedding party one at a time. It was wild, but a crazy, fun, memorable experience. That's one for the books, Victoria Jaw said. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Jamil Jaffer of the National Security Institute about the U.S. shooting at a variety of unidentified flying objects. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>